And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the adept Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's a radio dramatization of the film noir drama The Lost Weekend on the Screen Guild Theater, starring the actors from the film, Ray Milan and Jane Wyman. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. It should be really simple. These are all songs with colors in the title. Colors. And it's, not, it's not Blue Moon. So we've got that. Mike, I need, your, uh, alone. I need your prediction, Mike, for how Carl I think do. he's going to get all of these. All right. What? Wow, a lot of confidence. Do you know how tired I am? <laughs> yes, I do. I didn't have a nap today. I can tell. <laughs> Mike's like, man, you look tired. Man. Not today. Yeah. Not today. Full of All compliments. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's the first song. All right. Hey, where did we go? Hey, where did we go? When the rain days when the rains came. Where did we go when the rains came? Yeah. <laughs> Down in the hollow playing a new game. Yeah. Laughing and a running. Laughing and a running. Skipping, Skipping and, and a jumping. jumping. In the misty morning, morning. fog. With our hearts a thumping, and you, my brown-eyed girl. Here it is, Van Morrison, brown-eyed girl. Hey, where did we go? Then when the rains came, down in the hollow, playing a new game, laughing. I think we feel like that's the line Skipping that and a-jumping In the misty morning Fog with oh, Our hearts a-thumping And you My brown-eyed girl And you My brown-eyed girl And whatever happened all right. The good Tuesday one. So slow. Ready? Mm-hmm. Move on. What? It's a good song, though. No, oh, no, I was getting into that. I know. That's because it's on the good song list, not the bad song ah, list. Right. That's We're right. on the good song list. Because you deem that's what right. is good. That's right. That's right. To me. You're to like me. Lisa Deem I don't Wolf. say it's a good song to everyone. Lisa Obviously, Deem Wolf. We disagreed on Taya Yellow Ribbon. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe you like that oh, song. Oh, yeah. I love that okay. song. Okay. Here's the next song. All right. Another Good song. Mm-hmm. When are you gonna come down? When are you gonna come down? When, when you are going you gonna to land? land? 
I should have stayed on the farm. I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. should have listened to my old man. You know you can't hold me forever. No, you can't hold me forever. I didn't sign up with you. I didn't sign up for you. <laughs> I'm not a present for I'm your friends to open. I'm not a present for your friends to open. This boy is too young uh-huh, to be singing uh-huh. the blues. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where the dogs of society howl. Uh-huh. You can't plant me in your penthouse. Uh-huh. I'm going back to my flock. Uh-huh. Back to the howling old owl in the woods. Goodbye, yellow brick road. There it is, Elton John. Goodbye, yellow brick road. Nice. When are you going to Who sings better? Me or I need a little John. more time to hear you. Let's go. My oh my. You got to know the words, though. You know you can't forever. I didn't sign up with you. I got a present for your friends to open. This boy's too young to be Back toad. Alright, two so far. Mike might be right. Here's the third song. You ready? Wait, I've, uh, how long has it been since I've gotten all three? Oh. Forever? Um, it's been a while. <laughs> maybe forever. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Maybe right. this is your song. Am I going to get all three? I'll try to not. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> ready? All right. Singing in the dead of night. Singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Oh, take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. Mm -hmm. Singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see. All Mm. your life, you were only waiting for this moment to be free. Mm, That's not doing it for me. Oh, no. (laughs) You're not doing it right. Yes, I am. Mike, am I doing it right? No, you're not doing it right. Mike, do you know this song? I'm not getting involved with this. <laughs> Mike! Mike, do you know this song? I know the song. Okay. Yeah. Mike, am I doing it right? I'm not getting involved. Mike! You're not doing it right. I am. Go ahead. I promise. Keep going. I'll get it. Um, where are we? Um, okay. Um, I can't do that part. Take these broken wings Take and learn to fly. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life. Take these broken wings and learn to fly, right? Like you that. were only waiting for this moment to arise. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. For this moment to arise. Yeah, come on. Uh-huh. That, that's the song. I, I don't know. Singing in the dead of night. Take mm-hmm. these broken wings and learn Take to fly. These broken wings and all your life, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. Like that's only the waiting key for this moment here. to arrive. Singing in the dead of night. Singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn Take to see. Take these sunken eyes and learn <laughs> to see. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to be free. I don't know it. Oh my gosh! I don't, can't get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
birds singing in the dead of night. Oh, God. I don't know this song. <laughs> what? Take these broken wings. I don't know. This is the Beatles, right? It is. Yeah, I don't know this song. All your life. What? I mean, it's not a song that I would listen to from the Beatles. You were only okay, so it's my fault you didn't get it, right? Arrive. You know it. But what's the name of it? It's called Blackbird. Oh. By the Beatles. Nah, I would have never gotten that. Blackbird singing, singing in the, in the dead, dead of night. night. I never would have got this, but that's okay. I got Take two out of three. Sunken eyes and learn to see. I mean, that's not a Beatles song All I would listen your to. Life. It's a great song. You were only I mean, that's definitely not uh, Paul McCartney. Free. I wonder if that's... Uh, is, that, is that John Lennon? Fly. Or maybe maybe it's George Black Harrison. Bird, Who sings this? I think, the if I have to guess, if I have to guess, I'm going to say it's George Harrison. I can look it up real fast. Black Black Bird, it was written by Paul McCartney. Credited to Lennon McCartney, Black, performed as a solo piece by McCartney. That's, that's McCartney? That's what it says. Wow. Into the light of All right. Yep. Okay, well, All I right. got well, two out of three. All right, not and too I'll bad. Take it. Not too bad. Thanks, Lisa sure. Wolf. All right, when we come back, a really good episode of the Screen Guild Theater starring Ray Milan and also Jane Wyman, the stars from the film The Lost Weekend. Stick around. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. There were several radio shows where they took movies and dramatized them on the radio. Screen Guild Theater was one of the best. And, yep, all the leading Hollywood stars performed in radio adaptations of their popular motion pictures. Most of the time, it had the uh, stars um, on uh, on the show, in, in front of the microphones and in front of the studio audience and performing the roles. It debuted in 1939, ran all the way to 1952. It had different titles throughout the run. It was uh, whoever the sponsor was, like Golf Screen Guild Theater for Golf Oil, Lady Esther Screen Guild Theater, Camel Screen Guild Theater. I think you can guess who the sponsors were. Mm. The interesting thing about this show was the fees that the stars would typically be um, paid were donated to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to help support and create the maintenance of the Motion Picture Country Home for retired actors. So it was a great cause. We have an episode of uh, Screen Guild Theater for you now. January 7th, 1946, The Lost Weekend, Academy Award-winning film, starring the stars of the film, Ray Milland and Jane Wyman. Here's part one of the Screen Guild Theater. Good evening. Lady Esther welcomes you to join the Screen Guild players in another brilliant Hollywood event. Red Book Magazine's annual award to the outstanding picture of 1945. Barry Fitzgerald is here in person to make the awards. But first, the play. Lady Esther presents the Red Book selection for 1945. The Paramount picture, The Lost Weekend, starring Ray Milland, Jane Wyman, and Frank Phelan.
New York, 3rd Avenue. A warm October afternoon. Nat's Bar. A little place is almost empty. Almost, not quite. And how is my very good friend Nat today? Yes, Mr. Boynum. This being an especially fine afternoon, and I having just acquired two lovely bottles, which you will perceive in this paper bag at my elbow, I have decided to ask for your hand in marriage. Look, Mr. Boynum, if that is to be your attitude, Nat, I shall have to drown my sorrows in a jigger of rye. Just one, that's all. Sorry, Mr. Boynum. No credit. Today, Nat, you'll be glad to know we can barter on a cash basis. You see? Legal tender. One straight ride. That was the idea. Okay, it's your funeral. First one always tastes rotten, don't it? Or maybe you never like the taste. Again. Say, uh, how about your brother? You told me you and him was going away for the weekend. Uh, we were, and in fact we are, on the 645. <laughs> unfortunately, most unfortunately, my brother Wick was called away by a business matter. <laughs> I just happened to remember a telephone call. Pretty sharp. And then you duck right out and spend your train fare for liquor, huh? Taking them two bottles with you? Oh, I may never touch them while I'm there. Not a drop. What you don't understand, all of you, is that I've got to know what's around. That I can have it if I need it, that's all. Yeah, I know a lot of guys like that. Take a bottle and put it on the shelf. All they want is just to look at it. Won't even have a corkscrew, just to be sure. Only all of a sudden, they grab the bottle and bite off the neck. Nat, one more reproving word, and I shall consult our lawyer about a divorce. Let me wipe up the bar. That glass left a circle. No, no. No, don't wipe it away, Nat. Let me have my little vicious circle. You know, the circle is the perfect geometric figure. No end, no beginning. Weave me another, Nat. Oh, come on, Nat. One little jigger of dreams. Nope. You don't approve of drinking? Not the way you drink. You're worried about me, huh? Well, don't be, Nat. Just... Just think what it does to my mind. It tosses the sandbags overboard so the balloon can soar. Suddenly, I'm competent, supremely competent. I'm one of the great ones. I'm Michelangelo molding the beard of Moses. I'm Van Gogh painting pure sunlight. I'm Barrymore before the movie's got him by the throat. I'm a hold-up man. I'm Jesse James's brothers. I'm all three of them. I'm W. Shakespeare. And out there, it's not Third Avenue any longer. It's the Nile, Matt. The Nile. And down it moves the barge of Cleopatra. Listen. Purple the sails, and so perfumed that the winds were lovesick with them. The oars were silver, which to the tune of lutes kept stroke, and made the water which they beat follow. Keep it up, Don. More lines and more. And more little circles on the bar. Three, five, eight, nine. So suddenly you realize it's late. Now grab your bottles and hurry home, but don't go in yet, Don. Look up there first. Look up. All your windows dark. Quick must have gone. Sure, he'd be mad enough to go away alone. But Helen, Helen may be around. Watch out, she doesn't see you sneaking in. All right, you're in. Now lock the door. Step the catch. So far, so good. No, no, wait a minute. Those bottles, you've got to hide one down. That's it, that's fine. In the ceiling light, in the metal bowl. Now set the other bottle by the chair and pull out that cork. And fill the glass. Nothing to stop you anymore, Don. Go on and drink. Drink. No one can see you. It's grown quite dark. Quite dark. Soon, soon there won't be any light at all. (laughs) 
Mr. Burnham, I thought you was going away. I'll have the usual. Look, Mr. Burnham, this is still morning. Oh, it, Matt. Okay. That's when you need it most in the morning. Haven't you learned that yet? At night, it's a drink. In the morning, it's medicine. I'll have another jigger of tonic. How about those two quarts? Did you polish off both them bottles last night? Both? Hey, that's right. I did have two bottles, didn't I? I hid one of them. I've still got it. I'm a capitalist, Ned. I got untapped reserves. I'm rich. Mr. Burnham, <laughs> if you had enough money, you'd kill yourself in a month. Don't make no difference to me, but it sure is tough on that girl. What girl? The one in the leopard coat. She was in again last night looking for you. That's an awful high-class young lady. You bet she is. How the heck she ever get mixed up with a guy that sops it up like you do? That's a problem, isn't it? That nice young man who drinks and the high-class young lady. And why does he drink and why doesn't he stop? That's my novel, Matt. Morbid stuff. Nothing but the book of the month. Club of horror story. The confessions of a booze addict. The lug book of an alcoholic. Oh, come on. That breakdown. I'm empty again. You know what I'm going to call my novel? The Bottle. That's all. Very simple. The Bottle. Got it all in my mind. Let me tell you the first chapter. The man with the bottle meets a girl. Extra special girl. He meets her, makes a date, goes on the wagon for six weeks. He's in love, huh? That's what's going to be so hard to write. Love's the hardest thing in the world to write about. So simple. You've got to catch it through details. The early morning sunlight hitting the ash cans in front of our house. A ringing telephone that sounds like Beethoven's pastoral. A letter scribbled on our office stationery that smells like all the lilacs in Ohio. And no drinking? He thinks he's cured. If he can find a job now, they can be married, and that's that. But it isn't that. Not quite, because... Fill me up, and I don't tell you why. You see, it's a few months later now, and she's written the folks all about the fellow. They've come all the way from Ohio to meet him. He's supposed to be at their hotel at noon. But suddenly he's scared. He knows he can't face him. Not like that, not cold. He needs a drink, just one. And so he takes just one. And then another, and then another. And then all of a sudden, it's five o'clock, and he's still there at home with his bottle. He's drunk. He's blind. And when the girl comes up to find out what's happened, that's how she finds him. Don, I understand. Of course I do. You were a little nervous about meeting my folks, so you took a few drinks. What of it? Most people drink a little. Sure. The lucky ones who can take it or leave it. But then there are the ones who can't take it and can't leave it either. Helen, what I'm trying to say is I'm not a... Drinker, I'm a drunk. Darling, we can go over this tomorrow. Right now. You've heard the facts. That's all there is to it. I've heard them, and they're not very pleasant. But they could be worse. After all, you're not an embezzler or a murderer. You can be cured. That has a familiar ring to it. There must be some reason why you drink. The right doctor can... I'm way ahead of the right doctor. I know the reason. The reason is me, what I am. Or rather, what I'm not. What What aren't you that you want to be, Don? A writer. Silly, isn't it? Because I could be. I was. Until that guy started looking over my shoulder and whispering in a thin, clear voice like the E string on a violin. Don Burnham, he'd whisper. It's not good enough. How about a couple of drinks just to put it on his feet, huh? So I had a couple. That made all the difference. Suddenly, I could see the whole thing, the tragic sweep of the great novel, beautifully proportioned. But before I could grab it and throw it down on paper, the drink would wear off and everything would be gone. And there was despair. And a drink that counterbalanced despair. One that counterbalanced the counterbalance, and that guy would be always at my shoulder. What guy? Who are you talking about? The other Don Burnham. There are two of us, you know. 
Don the rider and Don the drunk. I tried to break away from that other one a lot of ways. Once I even hocked my typewriter and bought a gun. <laughs> yeah, still got the bullets. Don. I meant to do it on my 30th birthday, but that other Don wanted us to have a drink first. He always does. The gun went for three quarts of whiskey. The flop suicide of a flop rider. But you are a rider. You have every quality for it. Wit, imagination, pity. Oh, come on. Let's face reality. I'm 33. I've never done anything. I'm not doing anything. I never will do anything. Zero, zero, zero. But you will. We'll straighten all this out. Helen, for your own good, you'd better go. Sit down. I'm going to make some coffee. Go on. Clear out. Clear out while you can. Because I've got a rival? Because you think you're in love with a bottle? You don't know me, Don. I'm going to fight and fight and fight. And don't try and argue. Bend down and be kissed. That was three years ago, Nat. That's a long time to keep fighting, to keep believing. The sanatorium, the health farm, the psychiatrist, nothing worked. And still she holds on. She knows she's clutching a razor, but she won't let go. Three years of it. Yeah, and how does it come out? I don't know. I haven't figured that far. Want me to tell you? Well, one day your guy gets wise to himself and gets back that gun. Or if he's only got a dollar ten, he goes up to the top of the Empire State Building, way up on top, and then... Or he can do it for a nickel in the subway under a train like that. But what if Helen's right after all? He sits down and turns out something good, but good, and that pulls him up and snaps him out of it. This guy... Not from where I sit. Oh, you're wrong, Nat. I'm going to do it. That's why I didn't go on that weekend. See, this time I've got it, Nat. I'm going home. I'm going to write. second act of The Lost Weekend, starring Ray Milland, Jane Wyman, and Frank Phelan, will follow in just a moment. All right, that is the first portion of the Academy Award-winning film for Best Picture, The Lost Weekend. This is a January 7, 1946 radio reenactment of, um, of the story that was written by Billy Wilder, great writer and um with the original stars ray Milland and jane wyman hope you're enjoying this uh are you enjoying it lisa i am this is uh right up my alley Carl. all right great 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 yeah i know you and your roma wines it's perfect for you <laughs> yeah good combo <laughs> all right we'll get back to it in a flash stick around Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. 
That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next week, are you going to do bad songs again, or are you going to do semi-mediocre songs? I don't know. Or? Any suggestions? I'm open to it. Because normally you do great songs. I know. What do you prefer? Now you went all the way to the other spectrum. Yes. So what do you think? It, bad songs, what although... you like to hear? For sure, you didn't... I mean, tie Yellow Ribbon. I mean, that's a classic song. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Remember they had their own TV series? You know, I do. These Tony were all Orlando classic songs. You're having my baby, Paul Inca, that's a classic song. It's a terrible song. So, I don't know. Open the door. No. Come on, Knocking open on the, the door. So, Somebody let me in. That's what I'm saying. Somebody knocking on the door. <laughs> That's just not a good song. Ring the bell. <laughs> bell. Do me a favor. Open, open the, the door and let them in. What so, is that? I mean, who thinks of that? Are they were they on LSD or something? I don't know. They? It's almost like a joke. Let's see it's if like, we can write the hey, worst give me a song of those, uh, and make it a hit. Give me some mushrooms. And right, I'll Carl? Try to write a song. Write what? a really bad song and let's see if we can make yeah. it a hit. Yeah, but we're, we'll make we're, it as bad as wings, we can. But we're wings, so we can just produce anything. So it could it'll be really popular. And the people and it's be actually so bad. buy that record. I'm sure Open they the do. Dough, Open the dough. Open the dough. Maybe I'll do some more bad songs. Oh my gosh! We'll All right. see. Well, <laughs> anyway, we're listening to a very good yes, radio show, that's for excellent sure. show. Um, and you would know about this because you like that Roma wines. I mean, sure you're thing. you like. I mean. She brings her... Uh, you're the one sitting with two bottles I of do, wine next to you. I do have two <laughs> bottles. Of, Mike gave me two bottles of wine for my birthday. Which you did not open. So. No, I'm not going to open them here. I, mean, I can't drink a bottle of wine by myself. <laughs> Who do you think I am? By Lisa yourself? Wolf? There's two people here to Who share with you. think I am? You? Lisa Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to share now, are you? No. Um, I'm having a tough time here with Wordle. I know. Gosh. I had a tough time with this one, too, but it didn't take me quite this long. <laughs> uh, I play Wordle every single day. We, we play at midnight uh, yeah. every uh, Saturday night, and we uh, kind of try to compete with each other. I can't get it. It almost doesn't count if it's taking trouble. me so long. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a time limit, don't you think? Yes. No, uh, because sometimes you just have to do something in between. Put it aside and just come back to, to it later. Yeah. A lot of times I do that. Put it aside, come back, and then I get it right away. See, I don't have Isn't the, the time limit 24 hours? Well, yes, yeah, but that, I mean, true. it should be like, you know, five minutes or something. All right. All right. Well, Ray Land <laughs> and Jane Wyman in their, uh, in their Academy Award winning film, The Lost Weekend. Here's the conclusion. Act two of The Lost Weekend. The Burnham apartment. The living room. The portable typewriter on the desk. Two shaking hands slip a sheet of paper in the machine and slowly, grimly begin to type. The Battle. A novel by Don Burnham. For Helen, with all my love. With all my love. Last night. Last night, that was great, wasn't it? 
You know, maybe that's just what you really need, a drink. Just one. Just one drink to get you started. No, 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 not that bottle. That's empty, remember? You want the other one, the one you hid. That's right, it might be in the closet, Don. It's worth a look. Not there? Then how about the kitchen? You know, the top shelf, the place you always trust at. No, no, it must be in the living room. The bookcase. Don, back of those books. But it's got to be here. It's got to be somewhere. You had another body. You know you did. Where'd you put it? You're not crazy. Where'd you put that other body? Hold it. Look up. Right over your head. The light fixture, Don. That's where you... Wait a minute. The door. Sure, you gotta lock the front door first. I step the safety catch on. That's it. Now, no one can get in. No one, Don. You're all alone. You're all alone and it's growing dark. It's growing dark again. It's growing dark. Stop it, Helen. Stop it, stop it. I'm all right. I just can't stop. Stop it! Sure, Don. Sure, you're all right. All you need is a drink. One drink this morning, you'll be fine all day. Tough luck, though. Bottle's empty. Any money? Not a dime. Nat got it yesterday. No credit either. No nothing. Unless you want to use that portable. Why not? Why don't you, Don? Why don't you give it to Ned? Why don't you get some good out of it? Now you're talking. Rip the paper out. Slap on the lid and let's get going. Sure, I know you're weak and the thing's heavy. But it's only to Ness. Just a block and a half. Come on, start walking. You need the drink, boy. <laughs> Mr. Boynum, what's the matter? Let me have one, Ned. I'm dying. Just one, please. I thought you were home writing that book. Oh, he tricked me. The same old dirty trick. Give me one, Ned. I'll pay you when I can. I just, just don't let me die here. No credit, and you know it. All right, so it's charity. I'm begging for you, one, Ned. Just, just give me one. Yeah, one. One's too many, and a hundred's not enough. Here. Ned. That's all. Oh, please, please. I'll pay you. I'll let you have my typewriter. I'm no writer. You're the writer. Now go on home. Go home. And you better take something to quiet yourself. You're heading straight for the DT. I'm not, I'm not. That's what they all say, until they start seeing the little animals. Oh, shut up! You know that stuff about pink elephants? That's the bunk. It's the little animals. Little tiny turkeys in straw hats. Midget monkeys coming through the keyholes. With one guy, I know it used to be beetles. Beetles crawling all over them in the dark. That's when it comes, you know, in the dark. Oh, stop it, stop it! Ned, please, please, just one. I'll die if you don't. You'll die if I do. Here, five bucks. But drink it up somewhere else. I don't want that kind of money here. Saturday? Nah, couldn't be. You couldn't have finished two bottles that soon. Sure, 
you had two bottles. That gave you the money, remember? Good old Ned. Nice guy, but all wrong. All that stuff about the dark, the little animals. Not to you, Don. It couldn't happen to you. Why, it's almost dark now and you're okay. Sure, yeah, sure. What's that? That sound. It seems to be coming from the war. Yeah, there it is. That's strange. Right in the middle of the war, a mouse. That's all it is. Wait. There's something else here. It's flying around. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. It's a bat. He's going after the mouse. He's got him, Don. He's got him. Look. There on the wall is blood. Blood. Don. Don, it's me. It's Helen. No, no. The woman downstairs phoned me. She promised she'd let me know when you came home. She heard you scream. Go away. Go away. Oh, silly, I came to help you. Come on, now get up. Put your hand on my shoulder. No, wait, we need some light. No, hell no. What's wrong, Doc? The wall, don't look. What wall? There, over there, the mouse in the bat, that hole in the wall. There isn't any hole in the wall, look. But I saw it, I saw it. Oh, you had some kind of nightmare. And stop shaking, John. Everything will be all right. I'll stay right with you. You'll get some food and sleep. Little animals. It's always the little animals. That's what he said. That's what he said. Well, you're not making much sense. What he said about the ending. It's like this. Or like that. Like this. Or like that. Darling, what you need is a good night's sleep. Lazy Bones, it's time to get up. I've got toast and coffee and scrambled eggs and... Don? Don, did you hear me? Don! Don, why don't you... Gone. He's not here, he's gone. Yeah? Oh, good morning, miss. Excuse me. Did someone come in here this morning to pawn... A... Yes, there it is on the rack. That leopard coat. Huh? I want it back. It's mine. It's your coat. It's all right. He had my permission. How much did you give him? He didn't want any money. He wanted to swap it. For what? Something he hocked here a long time back. What? Gun. Don. Helen, how the devil did you get in? I got the pass key from the janitor. The safety latch wasn't on. What's the matter? Why are you looking about this way? No reason. I, I just wanted to be sure I left everything right. Well, I'd, I'd like to finish up a few things before Wick gets back. You'd better run along, and thank you. Don, there was some whiskey left when I cleaned up last night. Was there? Would you like to know where I put the bottle? No. Don't you want a drink, Don? No. It's right here in the umbrella stand. Why don't you, Don? I don't feel like a drink. Not now, I told you. Just one. Here's a glass, please. Say, what are you up to? Drink it. You need it, Don. I want you to drink it. I'll get you some more. I'll get you all you want. What kind of talk is that? I will. I mean it. I'd rather have you drunk than dead. Dead? Who wants to be dead? Don't lie to me. You have a gun and bullets. If those bullets aren't in this drawer... All right, they're not there. So what? 
This business is just a formality. Don Burnham is dead already. He died over this weekend. That's not true. It is. He died of moral anemia, of fear, of shame, of DTs. That Don Burnham. And now you want to kill the other one? What other one? There were two Dons. You told me so yourself. Don Burnham the drunk and Don Burnham the rider. It's just the drunk who died. So the rider's free. No one to whisper anymore. No one to interfere. Oh, stop trying to storm me. It's too late, Helen. What do you expect? A miracle? Yes. Yes, yes. If I could only make you wait. Who is it? It's me, Mr. Boynum. I got something for you. Come in, Nat. What is it? The other night at my place, you forgot your typewriter. Thought I'd bring it up. Thank you, Nat. Writes real good. I oiled her up a little. I didn't oil her up so you could hock it. I'll take it, Nat. Oh, sure. Well, goodbye, Mr. Burnham. And, uh, how's all them lilacs in Ohio? <laughs> Don, this is it. It happened. I didn't ask for a big miracle. Helen, you're not serious. Somebody is. Somebody somewhere sent this typewriter to you. Why? Because he means you to write. Write what? I tried. Couldn't even find the first line. Of course you couldn't. You couldn't write the beginning when you didn't know the ending. The end is a question mark, Helen. Will be as long as I live. Don't say that, Don. Give me a hand. That glass, I'll take it now. Don. Don, you dropped your cigarette in that... Yes, Helen. There's a question mark after every story. Love. Will it last? Success. Does it bring happiness? Death. Is it heaven or hell or sleep? All right, this strength of mine, such as it is, will it hold out? We'll try. On behalf of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, thank you, Ray Milland... Jane Wyman and Frank Phelan for your deeply moving performances. Which bring us quite fittingly to... The Red Book Magazine Awards for 1945. As you all know, Red Book Magazine annually awards the Red Book Cup for what it deems the outstanding screen achievement of the year. And it is Lady Esther's annual custom to invite one of the previous year's winning cast to make the presentation on behalf of Red Book. Last year's winner, of course, was Going My Way. And here in person is Barry Fitzgerald. Thank you very much. Well, I've just this to say. This is a beautiful cup, and Leo McCary, being Crosby, and I have valued having it for a year. Now it goes into other hands. And I'm sure that millions of people all over America will agree with Mr. Edwin Barmer, editor of Red Book, and Mr. Thornton Delahanty, its motion picture critic, that the cup is going to the proper people, the men behind the lost weekend. Jane, call the boys. Come on, Charlie. Come on, Billy. Go ahead, Ray. Introduce them. Ladies and gentlemen, our two-in-one boss, who between them wrote, produced, and directed the picture, Mr. Charles Brackett and Mr. Billy Wilder. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an honor indeed. In accepting it, Mr. Wilder and I want to thank the people who made the picture possible. Charles Jackson for his brilliant novel, the Paramount Front Office for giving us the green light, you, Ray, and you, Jane, and the whole cast, 
John Seitz, the cameraman, Don Harrison, the editor, Miklas Rochar for his magnificent music. Billy, is there anyone I've forgotten? Ah, yes. A word of thanks to the man who helped us with our research, to Mr. W.C. Fields, for graciously permitting us to peek at the x-rays of his kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Now, wait a minute, Willie. Let's be serious. Uh, Speaking for all who worked in it, let me say that we are proud that a story like The Lost Weekend should ever have been brought to the screen. We think it marks a forward step towards Hollywood's real coming of age. And if the screen can approach all human problems with this same sort of frankness, this same sympathy, and this same desire to help, then Hollywood will have justified its place and its importance in our lives. And that's about all except for all of us. Thanks to Red Book, thanks to Lady Esther, and good night. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Do you know what many women have written me about Lady Esther Bridal Pink, my new shade of face powder? It's really very interesting. They say that Bridal Pink has a flattering effect on their features as well as their skin. They say it actually makes their features look smaller and daintier. It's true that Lady Esther Bridal Pink has certain fascinating qualities you won't find in any other powder shade. But I think the most important thing is the way Bridal Pink gives a softer, younger look to the skin. Why, some women tell me they look as much as ten years younger the instant they apply Lady Esther Bridal Pink face powder. And it doesn't matter whether you're blonde or brunette, whether your hair is auburn or brown. Bridal Pink is intensely flattering to almost every skin it touches. Lady Esther face powder is so fine in texture, it completely covers and hides tiny lines. Even little freckles and other blemishes seem to disappear. Your skin takes on a smooth, flawless look. Try this tomorrow for a real thrill. First, apply Lady Esther face cream. Wipe it off. Then apply Lady Esther Bridal Pink Face Powder. What a radiant new face you'll present to the world. Remember, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, Lady Esther Bridal Pink Face Powder. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present History is Made at Night. It will star Virginia Bruce and Paul Lucas. Be sure to listen. The Lost Weekend was presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose current release is The Stork Club, starring Betty Hutton. Jane Wyman appeared through the courtesy of Warner Brothers, producers of Night and Day. Ray Milland can soon be seen in the Paramount picture Kitty. Frank Phelan will soon be seen in the Paramount production The Blue Dahlia. You save enough on the largest size jar of Lady Esther face cream to buy a box of Lady Esther face powder. So remember, ask for the largest size. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you, and good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That is the Lady Esther Screen Guild Theater, January 7, 1946.
The Lost Weekend. What a great movie and what a great radio adaptation of the movie with the original stars, Ray Milland and and Jane Wyman, Truman Bradley doing the announcing there, um, and Wilbur Hatch doing the music uh, composition. He worked a lot. Wilbur Hatch did a lot of music, and whenever he took a drink, he'd always say, Down the hatch. All right. Okay. thought you were going to be a little quicker than that. Oh, I didn't know you I wanted was me ready. to say it. You know what happened? I right, thought you, you were going again? to say you ready? it. ready? And I didn't want to bring right. the joke for Here you. Here we go. Okay. And that Wilbur Hatch, you know when he'd take a drink, you know what he'd say? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, okay. time for this month in music history. Right. And we're going back to the 1950s, and this is a loved song. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. So the best known and most successful version was reported by Bill Haley and his Comets, and that was in 1954. But in 1974, it returned to the charts because... Well, because of Happy Days. Happy Days, a re-recorded version by uh, Haley. Haley, uh, Haley from Bill Haley and the Comics. And, of course, it was for the um, Happy Days TV series. Only in its first two seasons, I think. Oh, really? And they changed yeah. it? I'm not sure what happened after that. Yeah. Wow. But, of course, it kind of brings back the memories of Happy Days. You know what I I don't I don't re, you know I I have not seen an episode of Happy, Happy Days. Days in so long. Nor have I. Is it even in syndication anymore? Because I, I don't know. You know, if it was in syndication, yeah, I like would we be, would have seen it. I, I would, would be too. watching sure. it. You know, love yeah. that show. Well, we'll have to call in the five. Yeah. Have oh to boy. Chat with him. All right. Thanks, Lisa sure. Wolf. All right. Stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after this break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time on Hollywood 360, it's the Jack Benny program, Box 13. You bet your life, Nero Wolf, which is your great granduncle, right? Exactly, Something like that. yes. And John Steele Adventurer. Be sure to uh, check out our official website. Hollywood360radio.com. For my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Costella, my crabby brother, Vince Amari, and uh, Carl Shadow, who helps a lot, too. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.